name is Sherry Wilson, and I'm here to fill your ears with the best business content I can give you while you work out, commute, clean your house. Anything to help you work your biz like a boss. Hey guys, welcome to this week's training. And I just want to warn you off the bat that my cat is being particularly obnoxious this morning. In fact, he's up there on the uh, bookcase, so expect him to come plopping down anytime. But my name is Sherry Wilson, for those of you that are new, and I am an educator, a strategist, and an introverted entrepreneur that loves to help other introverted entrepreneurs. And today I want to talk about something that I think is very common to specific personality types, uh, especially the S personality type and the I personality type. But also, I find that a lot of introverts really like helping people versus uh, maybe a D personality that's more task-focused and then some uh, C personalities. And uh, so I, I want to, um, I, I just read this blog, which I'm going to give you, that just hit me between the eyes that I thought all of you would like because I find that entrepreneurs in particular are the most hardworking people there are and the whole reason we go into business is number one, we have a good business idea that we feel will help and benefit other people. But we also, especially as introverts, have to have downtime. But if you have a high altruist core value, that can be hard for you because you say yes a lot. So I wanna bring some new and fresh ideas to this topic so that you can protect yourself, protect your family, and protect your time and even your business. But first, I have my weekly joke, okay? So hopefully blonde jokes don't offend you. I used to be blonde until I went El Naturel. Uh, it says, there was a blonde and a brunette in a car and the brunette is driving while the blonde is in the passenger seat. They're going down a steep hill when the brunette realizes that the brakes don't work. The brunette tells the blonde that the brakes don't work and that they will drive off the side of the cliff because they failed to stop. The blonde then replies, don't worry, there's a stop sign ahead. <laughs> oh goodness, people are so funny. Okay, now I had uh, writer's block recently for my training because I like to have my notes and be organized and all that stuff. And uh, so what I like to do, and this is a tip for you, is um, I like to go to different blogs that I follow and kind of read and get an idea of, you know, um, maybe something I can talk about that's specific to entrepreneurs, specific to business, and spe specific to introverted entrepreneurs. And I came across this uh, website called theintrovertentrepreneur.com, and the lady's name that founded it is Beth Bulow, I believe, B-U-E-L-O-W, and listen to this statement. This is what started this whole topic. She said, one rainy afternoon a few years ago, I was driving into Seattle for a networking event when my husband called me on my cell. I answered, this was pre-hands, she said pre-hands free law, and listened, noting the barely perceptible panic in his voice. Something unexpected had come up and he needed the car for an off-site meeting. Since I was in the car, traveling up I-5 at 65 miles per hour in the opposite direction from him, he clearly had a problem. There was a time when I would have sighed and said, I'll be right there, and gotten off at the next exit and turned around. He called me with a problem. I have to save the day, right? I would have felt mildly, mildly annoyed, but in a twisted way, virtuous for having come to his rescue and fixed his problem. 
But that's not how this story ends. I listened to his description of the situation and said, Oh dear, I'm sorry to hear that. How else can you get to the meeting? We brainstormed for a minute and he said, I'll figure it out and we hung up. And I forgot about the conversation until I got home later that evening. This might not be a big deal to some people, but it was a true turning point for me. It was one of the first times I'd intentionally taken a concept I used in coaching and put it into practice personally. Get this, view and hold others as whole, capable, and resourceful. While the words are simple, the concept is a game changer, I choose to hold someone else as whole, capable, and resourceful. I see her not as a person to rescue, but a person to respect. Not broken, but healthy. Not helpless, but self-reliant. Not clueless, but creative. Okay, so I have no problem saying no. I used to have a problem saying no feeling I needed to fix everything and run to the rescue of everybody. So I've been in that place, even like the, the codependency level that we can sometimes get. But I never, ever, ever thought that saying no or not coming to the rescue of somebody was viewing them as whole, capable, and resourceful, not broken, helpless, and clueless. And so, I mean, saying no especially for introverts and especially for entrepreneurs is a problem, but it's a human problem. And um, I mean, if you think about it, you've got like things are designed to make it hard to say no, you know, like the pushy salesman when you go into a store or um, even the commercials, you know, help feed these kids. And if you don't, you're a loser. I mean, that's how some of us can feel, even though that's not the message they're giving. Uh, things are designed to make it hard. You've got the mother or father-in-law request. You've got the best friend need. You've got your children's need, and then you've got your clients' needs. So all of that can be really hard and designed to make it, you know, difficult to say no. But when she said that by us not coming to the rescue, we can view others as whole, capable, and resourceful, that just hit me between the eyes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how do I see other people? Am I actually hurting them by saying yes? Am I hurting them by coming to their rescue? And I think that's a question that we need to ask. Am I empowering the people in my life to troubleshoot and fix their problems? Am I trying to be a hero or am I being the guide? And if you watched um, any of my training on story branding, we are to frame our client as the hero. We are the guide that helps them reach a conclusion uh, that basically they solve their problem and they become a better person. So you wanna be your Yoda to your Luke Skywalker or your Gandalf to your Frodo, whichever you want to, to do. And so, I think that with the S personalities in particular, like I mentioned before, uh, you're nurturing, accommodating, tactful, dif diplomatic. You tend to have a high altruist uh, core value. And so that means that it can be really, really hard for you to say no to people because you feel bad. And you don't want to confuse saying no with the relationship. You know, saying no can actually help the relationship as this lady was um, talking about. So be aware for you salt of the earth as personalities that saying no in particular can be really hard for you, okay? 
So if you um, think about you know the times where you've said yes to something you did not want to do, what can happen, and it's really, really weird, is there can be a martyr complex you take on. You know, it's like, well, I really don't want to do this, but I love you, so I'm going to. You know, and we get almost like this weird vibe on us that people can feel. And some people are like, they'll take advantage of it because they don't want to do what you're doing. Uh, and then others will feel bad that you help them when they ask because now you're a martyr. And so it's like this weird thing we get into. And if you get right down to it, a lot of it is fear because if you say no, you don't want to make anybody mad. Uh, for some people, it's an issue of pride and they don't realize it because it's like, well, if I don't help them, no one else will. And they obviously can't help themselves. Um, for others, it's a, a very high work ethic and sometimes a fear that if you don't take this job or do this for a client, you'll lose them. I mean, there's so many underlying motives and only you know, but I want you to shift your thinking to that when I say no at the appropriate times, because sometimes you do need to say yes, that I am empowering another person to be whole, resourceful, and capable. Now, I used to have a problem saying no a long time ago. I was in my probably late 20s, and I remember I had gone to a Christian bookstore, and I was known as a yes gal. If anyone needed anything done, I would make it happen, and you know, even if I didn't want to, I would do it. And I was in this bookstore and this lady had come up to me and I don't remember if it was like, a, I didn't even really know her, but I don't remember if it was a Bible study or something that had to do with a church thing. Uh, and she asked me if I would do it. And I was about to say yes automatically. I don't know if you've ever done that where it's just like yes automatically. And I would do that because I didn't want people to think bad about me and I didn't want people to be mad at me. And um, so I was about to say yes, and then I just heard in my, you know, on my inside, my inner man, and I, and I feel it was the Lord, I heard him say, be very careful saying yes. And that made me pause. And so he said, then he, then he said this, are you saying yes because you want to do it, or is this a situation where you need to say no? You have that freedom. And so I sat there and I was like, you know, I really don't want to do this. It was like a split second situation going on. I really don't want to do this at all. And I don't feel that I need to do this. And so I said, uh, no, thank you. I'm not interested, but I really appreciate it. And don't forget me the next time you need something. And what was interesting is her response was, um, you know, the typical looking at me like, you know, I was the devil because I said no. Because, you know, in the Christian community, you're supposed to always say yes anyway. Um, but she looked at me horribly, but it didn't impact me like it would have in the past. And I, I walked away with freedom. So later, I realized that what was happening... Sorry, my cat's playing with my cord to my microphone. What I realized was happening is that I was saying yes and then not doing it. Or I was saying yes and doing it, and I hated it. And I needed to change my life. And guys, that was one of the most freeing things I've ever done. And I don't go, nope, or no, you know, with attitude or anything like that. But it just gave me uh, sovereignty and choices that allowed me to protect the other areas of my life. And so anyway, just, you know, being cautious in your no. But I never thought of it as empowering other people 
instead of rescuing other people until I read this blog. So we need to ask ourselves that question. Uh, now, I've got an example that has cost a lot uh, in my family because of always saying yes. So my husband is a C personality. So the C personality is very conscientious, analytical, reserved. Uh, they can be extremely loyal. And um, he had a friend that asked him to manage his properties here in town because he no longer lives here. And when he was hired uh, seven years ago, the only job he was supposed to do was collect money. And however much money he collected, he got uh, a percentage of. And at the time, my husband had his business, and so it supplemented our income. And, uh, and then eventually, his business, he went ahead and shut it down. And so it became one of our main sources of income for his building payment and our house payment. And then, you know, through a series of events, uh, it ended up where he was not only collecting money, he was doing all the maintenance, he was renting them out at times, he had to, you know, obviously manage the handymen that were not doing a very good job because it's really hard to find people to do a good job that don't get paid well. And just all of the headache so that seven years later, he was literally running this other man's business as if it was his own. And he was putting so many hours in it that he was making less than minimum wage. Us entrepreneurs wear many hats, but there are some hats that we don't want to wear and we don't want to know how to wear. And that's where Fiverr comes in. Fiverr puts the whole world of freelance talent at your fingertips for all kinds of things that we need done, like logo design, writing and translation, digital marketing, video and animation, music and audio, programming and tech, web design, and more. They even have lifestyle freelancers to help you with personal style, relationship coaching, health and fitness, and so much more. I recently used them to type the transcript of a video for me and was amazed at how fast and professional my freelancer was. You'll find high quality services at every price point. There's no hourly rates, just project-based pricing, and your payments are protected. Go to SherryLovesFiverr.com and get started. That's Sherry with an I and Fiverr with two R's. Now he's extremely loyal, and so it was hard for him to say no. And he had certain fears. Well, if I say no and I don't do that, it won't get done. And that is an entrepreneurial mindset big time, but it also can be a personality mindset. So finally, I asked him one day because we had suffered financially. Uh, he had suffered with stress on his body. I mean, there were so many things that were going on. Finally, I, I posed the question. I said, you know, my question to you is why are you so loyal? Because you could literally work somewhere with less stress making more money. And that it's like a light bulb came on and he realized he had been saying yes by default for seven years to the hurt of himself and us. And so he began to say no. Now, an interesting thing happened. When he began to say no, it was obviously a shock because everybody was used to him doing everything, but his main handyman stepped up to the plate. And so where he thought he was rescuing, he was actually hurting. And so his handyman had no need to do more than what he wanted because Mike was doing it all. So when he stepped back, his handyman stepped up, 
has become a better person, taken the responsibilities he's supposed to. But interestingly, the man that hired him has been very mad about it, even though he did not hire Mike to do everything and he's been passive aggressive in it. And so it was a very interesting thing that occurred. So know that when you begin to say no at the right times, people might get mad. And you might be surprised though at those that step up to the plate. So I don't want you to think, oh, if I say no more, it's gonna be great. No, you may have some things that occur, but let me tell you something. When you have a person that gets mad at you for starting to say no, whether it's a child, a business partner, a, a client, a, a husband, a spouse, your in-laws, your parents, then that is a sign that the relationship needs to adjust because you're now in a codependency relationship. They rely on you too much. And uh, now, of course, there are some things you can't say no to. So I don't want you to be like, no, 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 no. And then, you know, things turn into a nightmare. And uh, so anyway, he now has a job. He still collects. We're in a better place financially. And it's just all around a lot better for everybody. And um, so here's some tips to say no gracefully, okay? Because again, it can be hard for us. First of all, number one, have them email you the details. And so if um, it's you know, like a business related or a networking or something like that, uh, a family, you know, party or plan, reunion, whatever, have them email you the details because what that does is it gives you an opportunity to not say no yet. And for introverts, writing or posting or texting can sometimes be easier for us in face-to-face. -face. And so you can have them email the details you can think about your response and if you want to do it or if you don't, and then you have to decide the cost because everything you say yes to requires that your priorities do not get the full attention that they need, and so what will the cost be? So if it's within your time budget, if it's within your capability and you want to do it and you're willing to have a cost to the other, then you can say yes. If none of that is a yes, then you can very nicely phrase your email, thank you so much for asking me to do this, but when I look at my schedule, when I look at my priorities, this just does not fit for me. However, I know a person that might be able to do this for you. So if you have that, which is number two, um, you can definitely refer them to someone else or a couple of people, or you can put off the time. So you can say, I can't do it right now, but at the end of December, I will look at it again and see if I can. So if you can wait that long, let me know. And so it just gives you breathing room because we don't do very well with having to come up with quick answers sometimes. And so it gives you a little bit of room there. And then uh, number three, don't give them a why. You know, a lot of times we want to tell people the reason why on stuff, and it's really so that we don't feel bad. They don't care. And uh, so, and, and it's just a stark reality. They, to them, it sounds like an excuse. Now, if they ask you why, go ahead. But you are powerful enough to say no and not have to justify your no, okay? And so just make sure uh, that, you know, you're confident in that. And then if you give them a why, like let's say for example, you say, oh, well, I don't have a sitter. They're like, oh, well, I've got one that can take care of it. Well, I don't blah, blah. And they'll, they'll come up with an answer to every why. 
and then it just eventually you either say yes or it gets annoying and things get awkward. Uh, number four, the awkward pause. Now, for a lot of us, it's going to be hard to do this. Um, I actually do this without realizing because I'm thinking. And so I'll, I'll stand there and think. And I'll do it too long because I'm processing data before I say my answer. And so people are like, you know, well, it's okay if you don't want, you know. So uh, I do this without realizing it. But you pause for about three seconds after the request and then politely dec decline. Now, I would recommend this technique for those that you know are taking advantage of you or that might be weird with it, okay, or too strong with you to get you to do it. Uh, it throws people off and then it lessens the odds of them trying to rope you into something in the future or trying to convince you. Also, offer another option, um, which I did talk about already. Uh, sorry, that was number four, not number two. Use humor. Now, this can work both in person uh, really well and also through, um, you know, uh, email. So use humor where it's appropriate. Be creative. Number six, compromise. And so if you can't do all of the requests but part of it, let them know that. Um, it, uh, if it's going to require a trade-off, then go for it. Uh, if you're comfortable with that, I've done this plenty of times. I've told people, okay, I can do this, this, and this, but that part I cannot do. I don't have the time or I don't know have the know-how, and I can refer them to people uh, that can. So you don't have to say yes to all of it. You can say no, especially to the stuff that you would enjoy and like doing. Number seven, a soft no. So this is a definite no now, but keep me in mind for the future, okay? I do that a lot too. And then number eight, and this can work really well with clients or in an employment situation. If uh, you're the one that everybody you know wants you to do this extra work, you can say, yes, what should I eliminate to do this for you? Oh, now see, that's good. Because typically you've been given tasks and projects to do. And so if you're letting them know, sure, I will be happy to do this new thing. What would you like me to eliminate? They will think twice, be like, you know what? I really don't want you to stop doing what you're doing. I'm gonna go find somebody else who can do this, okay? So that's a really good one um, to do. So she wrote another incredible thought for us that in that introvert, uh, theintrovertentrepreneur.com, she said, so much of being a healthy, happy introvert is about managing our energy. And to do that, we often find we need to establish boundaries around our quiet time, our workspaces, our social interaction. And depending on our personality, we might find these boundaries frequently being violated because of our equal need to help, to be of service, to feel needed, to show love by being the shoulder to cry on or the sympathetic ear. Being the fixer is a comfortable role, especially for the introvert who almost feels relief when there's a problem to focus on, which steers attention away from the social aspect of the interaction. This lady is brilliant. I recommend reading her stuff. And But her saying uh, uh, the shoulder to cry on or the sympathetic ear, guys, I just want to encourage you Emotional drama, especially those that seem to thrive on it and live on it, and the only time you hear from them is when they're going through something. You know, there's comrades, constituents, and confidants. 
and constituents are all about your cause and how it benefits them. And they will be the ones that will take your time, but they don't necessarily care about you. And they can be important in your business and in your life because they can help you reach a certain goal, but know that they also want to reach a certain goal. Then you have the comrade and they may be there in the fight with you. They may be that occasional ear for you to cry on or for you to share frustrations and um, vent. Uh, they also will be the you know person that will want that from you as well, and they're going to help you in that battle. Yet that's what they're there for, and they they still are not necessarily the confidant. And you know a confidant when they ask about you, how are you doing? How are your kids? How is your business? How is your spouse? How's your health? The confidant is all about you and making sure they can be a blessing to you, and I'm sure you are that for some in your life. And so you need to gauge these people that it's all about drama and your need to be of service can actually harm your health and your emotional health because we tend to take on the problems of other people, especially if we're a fixer. And so one of the first places you might need to say no are to the drama people in your life that you have spent years and years and years trying to help that have not made the necessary changes and you realize they actually live to be messed up. There are people that live to be messed up. They like it. And when I see people like that, I begin to put up healthy boundaries. And if I find myself putting more into the relationship than they are, I will distance myself and I will adjust the relationship. And so this applies to all relationships, even professionally. I had to fire a client because they hired me to do a job. They would not do their part. I couldn't go any further until they did. And so I said, well, here's my bill for the work I have done. If you ever want to finish this task, you let me know and I will be happy to help you. And sure enough, they came to their senses and they hired me to do the job and they have done their part like this. Okay. So anyway, I just wanted to leave you with that parting thought. You are strong, you can say no, uh, help other people be resourceful, capable, and whole. You don't have to come to the rescue for everyone. Put up those healthy boundaries. And if you have any comments or if you want to you know, um, discuss anything more on this, please feel free um, to uh, post in the comments of this video and I'll be happy to answer them. So I don't have a blog post to refer you to. This was kind of a new topic that I thought would be fun for us, uh, but I have plenty of other training resources at SherryAnnWilson.com. Share with an I and with an E. Have a good week and I will see you next week. I love taking quizzes and I love making quizzes and I've developed a quiz just for introverts. Us introverted entrepreneurs can have a rough time starting that combo, pitching our product or service, and networking in a way that produces more business can be nerve-wracking and it can be overwhelming. But did you know that there are actually four introvert types? I had no idea until I began to research it. And from that research, I developed the Introvert Flavor Quiz. You'll learn which type of introvert you are, how you connect best with clients, how you best conduct business, and more. So head over to SherryAnnWilson.com forward slash introvert dash flavor dash quiz and find out your introvert flavor. I 
hope today's podcast gave you some actionable wisdom that you can do immediately for your business. I've got a lot more free training on my website at sherryannwilson.com. Sherry with an I and with an E. But before you go, please leave a kind review of this podcast. It's like giving me a hug in podcast world. Work Your Biz Like a Boss is a Mr. Joseph production. What do you think, Joseph?